a regular downpour. The roads will be rivers of mud by evening. I've a mind not to set out in this weather. Not go! A chorus of protest came from both the other girls. Sissy ran to stand beside her mother, peering out the window. Ellie jumped up from the hassock, dropping her cat, which she'd been holding in her lap, to exclaim, Not go to the party? Oh, Mama, surely you don't mean that, cried Johanna looking at her father for support, and mainly concerned about having another evening confined at home, and about losing the opportunity to wear her new dress. Well, I don't know. Mrs. Shelby's voice trailed into uncertainty. Just getting from the carriage to the house will get drenched for sure. Oh, it will be all right, Mama. We can bundle up and wear boots and carry our slippers till we get inside, Sissy assured her. At fifteen, she was the practical one. I suppose. Mrs. Shelby's voice still sounded tentative. Please, Mama, don't say we can't go, wailed Ellie, who at nearly eleven had been promised this treat, her first time to attend a really grown-up party. Oh, come now, Rebecca, boomed Tenant Shelby, the girl's father, who had caught Johanna's pleading look. He laid aside the book he had been reading to say chidingly to his wife, Can't let a little rain deprive these pretty young ladies of the first party of the holiday season. His wife gave him a cautionary look. Tennant was so indulgent of their three daughters, especially Johanna, that it was she who sometimes had to exert discipline or take the stern parental role. However, she was already inclined to put aside her own misgivings about the weather. The Chalmers' party was the first of the holiday season. After all, she wasn't yet too old to remember what fun a dancing party could be. More to the point, with three daughters to eventually marry off, it was important that they get out socially, particularly for Johanna, their oldest, home after her years out of circulation here in Hillsborough. Now eighteen, ready to be launched into society, and ready for a serious courtship and marriage proposal. Not that it would be much of a problem. Johanna was pretty, vivacious, and bright. Any number of eligible young men would no doubt find her attractive. It was only a matter of choosing the right one. Rebecca felt all three pairs of anxious eyes upon her. Waiting an appropriate length of time, she said slowly, Well, I suppose it will be all right. If we leave early enough and you make sure Thomas drives carefully. This admonition was directed at her husband. Her decision was greeted by exclamations of relief and delight by her daughters. By dark, the icy rain had turned to sleet, and once more Mrs. Shelby voiced her doubts about the wisdom of venturing out over rutted roads in the stormy night. Again, she was the lone dissenter, and again she was coaxed cajoled, persuaded. Finally, at half-past seven, swathed in hooded cloaks, shod in sturdy boots, their portmanteaus containing dainty slippers into which they could change upon their arrival, they were at last ready to leave. In high spirits, the three Shelby girls climbed into the family carriage. Inside the narrow interior, settling their crinolines, they seated themselves opposite their parents, As the carriage jolted along the country roads now running with streams of mud, the girls chattered merrily, 
giggling at whatever nonsensical things one or the other of them said. Ellie, squeezed between her older sisters, was wildly excited to have been allowed to come along. She was ecstatic at the prospect of the evening ahead. Upon reaching the Chalmers's house, Thomas, the Shelby's coachman, pulled up as close to the covered side porch as possible. With Rebecca issuing warnings to be careful, the three girls, giggling with nervous excitement, descended from the carriage. Jumping over puddles, they ran through the pelting rain up the front steps of the house, through the door opened by the jovial Mr. Chalmers, and into the front hall. The warm, candlelit house was already filled with the sound of fiddle music, light-hearted laughter, and happy voices. Someone took Johanna's cape, and as she stood there for a minute looking about, Liddy Chalmers, her closest friend from childhood, came rushing up to her. Oh, Johanna, I'm so glad to see you.